and welcome to episode four of the Portadown preview show. I'm Neil and alongside me as always, I am joined by the ever-reliable, ever-dependable Dave Wiggins. Dave, how are you? Doing very well. I, uh, I've only just taken my coat off from last night because I've just warmed up, So, uh, but I'm doing much better now. It really was freezing last night, wasn't it? I couldn't feel my toes all night. Joining us today, alongside us, we have a very special guest. He knows a thing or two about local football, having reported and commentated on both the Irish League and the Northern Ireland national side for many a year. We are thrilled to have Sky Sports' very own Paul Gilmore join us on the show. Paul, thanks very much for taking the time to speak with us. How are you? Not bad, Neil, not bad. Dave, just uh, we're all going to be celebrating draws today, talking about draws, the theme of the, theme of the times, Portadown and Carrick. I know. Celebrating I'm, draws. Brilliant. And we're all over the moon. We're all over the moon to be uh, getting draws, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Here, it's, um, brilliant, brilliant draws at that for, for both clubs last night, I thought. Um, before, before we go on, I sort of feel like Paul got a really, really big build up and welcome to the show there. And I felt mine was a bit basic <laughs> in comparison, Neil, to be fair. <laughs> But that's 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 okay. That's okay. He deserves the big build up, and we're really we're really happy to have him on today. What uh, Beats was on to me, and he said to make sure that we plug. Uh, basically, there's a lot of people who watch this show who don't actually subscribe to our YouTube channel, so it's obviously very helpful if you could take a second now and just hit the subscribe button. Um, that will help the football club in the long run. So I'll give that a little plug before we forget. Thanks very much for stealing my lines because I did have that planned, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> I tell you what, the lines work because I, I hadn't subscribed. I watched one last night and I haven't subscribed, so I'll do it. I'll subscribe after. Thanks, Paul. There's an extra. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that being said, obviously, um, we have a full raft of games to, to, to review and preview at the weekend there. Uh, Portadown, we're playing away to Korean, a difficult place to go. Dave, you managed to land yourself a gig as colour commentator for the day. How did that go? Um, I wasn't supposed to be the commentator. I was going up. So my, my good friend, Dave Calvin. Hi, Dave. He does all the social media and all the media stuff up a cold. Well, he doesn't do it all, but he sort of looks after it and has a good hand on it. And he had sort of said, do you want to come up and do a little something before the match and something at halftime? That didn't work out, so I ended up third wheel in the commentary, which was uh, a really good experience. I've never been the, the third guy before, and I suppose when clubs are streaming their own matches now, you know, it tends to be slightly one-sided because usually the commentators are associated with that club. Um, so it was actually nice, and I think they appreciated having a, a little ported down angle on it as well. So... Um, Barry Green, and, uh, who we know from BBC, Radio Ulster and stuff, and then David Platt, former Coleraine goalkeeper and manager, uh, were the main commentators. So it was really nice to get to know them and to have a, an input to the match as well. Um, and it was an entertaining match in the end. Are you happy with the result? Um, I think I was, yeah. I, I was pretty happy. Um Good, you know, in days gone by, you would have been disappointed with the draw at Coleraine, but I think, um, yeah, to go to go away there and score a great goal, and um, Adam Sally scored it, not me, but to go up there and <laughs> score a great goal and come away with a point, 
uh, I think I think most people were pretty happy with that. Yeah, um, we had we had other chances, but Coleraine had other chances as well. Of course, Jacob Carney made a couple of good saves from one on ones, just getting maybe making himself big and getting a touch on things. And um, so yeah, I was happy overall with the draw. I think you've touched on it before, actually, and you've touched on it before in in previous episodes. I think the reason to be happy for an away draw against Coleraine or an away draw against Alarn is because the, as much as you think of Portadown as the 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 big club, you know all these teams are at different stages of development. That's just the football cycle, and that's what it feels like at the moment. Coleraine and and you know Alarn are the team of the moment. Really, everyone's talking about them in terms of you know going for a title. It's all quite new. It's challenging the norm. And with, with Coleraine, they've been up there under Oren Kearney the last few years and are used to it. So it feels like the teams are at different stages of development. Yes, Portadown, massive club, but it's, it is a, a step forward on the pitch. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a fair point, you know. And, um, you know, we, we understand where we are and we are in that building process now. So being, you know, we're scrapping with Carrick and Gungannon and Warren Point to try and clamber slightly above them and be in that mid-table section but it's very very difficult so yeah I think every I think the players were happy the manager was happy um yeah I think a point was was it was a good result up there what did you make of the red card Adam Sally um in my day that was never a red (laughs) you know Paul in in the modern game it you know it probably was a red card. I don't know if you saw the clip of it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't connect badly with the player. Didn't really hurt him. But because he had dived, dove, dived. Because he had dived in, you know, you just you can't leave the ground and dive. Basically, regardless of whether you do injure the player or whatever. So, if it's your team, yeah, it's your. I you know, I would have been happy with the yellow, but of course, I think. Every Korean player and manager and supporter wanted that to be a red card, and he left the referee no choice. You can't give the referee that decision to make. You know, stay on your feet. What it did like was it showed his enthusiasm and passion. Your your striker back there trying to win the ball back, but he dived in, um, and that was unfortunate. But yeah, I still won't commit and say it should have been a red card. You know, <laughs> um, definite yellow, potentially a red. As soon as it happened, I thought he's going to go here. Mm. Uh, like immediately, I just thought. I, I don't think there was any intent or maliciousness in the tackle itself, but it was just sort of we've just scored a great equaliser. You know, people fighting for the cause to, to get up that one point up there, and I just think it was over exuberance more than anything. And but like I, as I said, I thought as soon as he went to ground, I was like, oh no, as like, he's going to go, and I was really worried because I was like, battled so hard against the Korean onslaught here to, to get a point would be a magnificent result and I'm just glad in the end it, it didn't it didn't affect it at all because we, we got away with the point. Paul, um, you've obviously over the years been commentating um, up at the showgrounds and stuff. It's a very difficult place to go. What do you make of the job that Oren Kearney's done there over the years? Brilliant. Just brilliant. He's, um, he's somebody who, you know, haven't spoken to him quite a lot when it comes to interviews and, and just chats for research purposes, we used to talk about where the, where the team is at at the moment. He's somebody who always comes across as very impressive. His man management skills, you know, forget about his, his coaching ability and 
yeah, you know, that's not in question, but it is man management skills are, are just second to none as well. I think probably helps being, you know, a teacher in, a, in his day job and, and he's dealing with, you know, pupils. And I, I just think he manages situations very well. And he's, he's, he, he's just a very impressive operator. You don't stay in a job for that length of time. You look at people like Stephen Baxter at Crusaders as well. All these people are, are staying in jobs for, for long periods because they, they know how to keep refreshing teams. They know how to talk to players they know how to rotate all those kind of things so it's it's just a, that's what I think again the, the point that Coleraine was was a good one just because they they're, they're a different animal compared to some of the teams in the bottom half at the moment that's just the way the, this football cycle goes so they, I think yeah I think they've been they've been brilliant and he is just a top class manager and he, he will get a chance again I hope he gets a chance again you know in England or Scotland because he you know he kept Samarin up. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out. It was well documented, but he, he's somebody who can who can easily make an impact at at that level. Um, so hopefully, he gets another chance if if he wants that. Yeah, I, I thought I just thought in the Coleraine match as well. You know, I think um, the commentators gave it to a Coleraine player. Forget who it was, centre back. Um, but I actually thought Paul Finnegan was the best player on the pitch on Saturday. I thought we were just so resolute. You know, Korean had periods in the game where they should have scored. And it's been a feature over the last few weeks of our defenders. You just see them throwing their bodies on the line every week. And, and we absolutely love that. And supporters love to see that, you know, last last gas tackles. And, um, you know, our defence has been doing really well. I thought on Saturday in particular, Paul Finnegan just seemed to be clearing everything away. And when you're playing a team who's got a good strike force like that, you know, in the Irish League, you gotta just you gotta deal with the defending first. You gotta win the ball and and get it away from danger. Um, so I thought Finnegan um, was was really really good. And Carney had had made those couple of couple of little saves where he made one from Owen Bradley and he made one. Curtis Allen had lobbed him and he just got a tip on it, which slowed the ball down. And then Skinnell was able to hack it clear. So. Um, really resolute performance, dogged determination, all of those words. And the pitch was muddy and the goal mouth, you know, when you when the goalkeeper stood in it, his boot was in the goal mouth that much. So it was just one of those days. And uh, yeah, we just, we fully deserved the point, really. I think as well, you know, like we touched on in previous shows, Portadown have went away to Linfield, they went away to Crusaders, Clinton, Volcaric and conceded a bucket load. The fact that it went to Korean and we only conceded one um, and defended resolutely is, is a massive um, credit to the defence. You know, they've obviously been taken on board with what they're being coached at the minute. And, you know, it, it, I mean, I saw a lot of teams go to Korean and get absolutely hammered. So, especially now with the rich vein of form they're in, they're slowly crawl, crawling their way back up the league. So, I think it's an excellent point, uh, and I think everyone was delighted and, and was just pleased at the end that uh, we managed to hold on. That being said, uh, obviously we had the Korean result. Moving on, we played Larne last night, another very difficult place to go. In fact, I think a lot of Portadown fans leading into these two fixtures would have said if we had even got a point out of one of the games, it would have been a great return. Last night, we drew two each away to Larne. Um, so we managed to get two points out of those two games, but as I said, a very difficult place to go. What are your thoughts? Uh, Paul, we'll start with you. Um, 
as you said, Lauren has been well documented this season of a lot of money flying about. You know, there's a lot of work going down with the ground, the new pitch, and there's a lot of quality players coming from across the water. Um, what's your thoughts on Portadown getting the two-all draw down there last night? Yeah, again, just impressive because Lauren are, are a real force. I, I, I love what I love what they're doing with, you know, they're really lifting the standards. And, and to me, for our league to be successful, you want as many competitive teams as possible. And it, it is great to see. So, I mean, Lauren, are, they're not having a great time at the moment in terms of their dropping points here and there and quite a few draws where they were maybe expecting wins, especially at home. But the... To go and and to show that fight to go there and because uh, I mean they had a debutant or f- certainly a full debut, um, for the guy from Bradford, he was making his full debut, scored the goal. But they, they, you know they they they've bring in the resources they have to bring in players like that, it's um it's great for the league, but it, it also then puts them puts them up there on the same level as a as a Linfield Crusaders, Glentoran, the teams that you know other clubs really want to beat, and the, the Portadown of have shown great resilience last night, and again, probably shown a, um, a lot of confidence at the moment. Maybe the off the back of the result at Coleraine, it just gives everyone a lift as well. I think the uh, the keeper signing, you know, Jacob Carney is. Um, I think that that shouldn't go unnoticed because I think a keeper of that quality and and he seems to be getting a lot of rave reviews so far. He just gives a defence confidence. So I, I saw it with Carrick last night actually three new signings in the starting 11 from January. It's been enough to just give a team a lift. So you've got people like that coming into teams and that can just help. So all of these things seem to be coming together at the right time. So yeah, Portadown in a really um, potentially can go on and improve from this and, and put a run together. Just yeah. need to turn, turn a couple of those draws into wins. Yeah. Uh, that's I think that's one of the difficulties away from home. You know, you're probably... Your mindset's probably more of a defensive thing, so to get a point's good. But to, to have that mindset then to go on and think, you know, away from home, we can actually start and win some of these matches against some of the bigger teams. But uh, you, yes, guy from Bradford, Motley Williams, is it, Neil? Uh, it's D- Dylan Motley Henry. Motley Henry, there we go. Um, I kept asking you that last night, but he, he was just very impressive, Paul, from... In the first half, especially from the word go, everything was, you know, obviously Sule in the middle was just quarterbacking. He was just, he, he was available. He was picking it up. He was, he was making everything happen and they were just looking for him. But when the ball went out the right to Motley Henry, he was giving us a torrid time, to be perfectly honest. He um, it took Skinnell probably the first 45 minutes to uh, get the measure of him, but he was going, he was just going around the outside every time, two step overs and across. Um, but I was listening to Tippy's post-match interview and he was saying, look, overall in the match, Lauren didn't have loads of clear cut shots at goal. And I think a lot of that was down to Carney. He was actually just cutting, cutting shots and you know, cutting crosses out. He was reading the cutbacks he was cutting everything out before it actually turned into danger a lot of the time. And it was so, so, so impressive. But um, Motley Henry, yeah, he gave us a tour of time in the first half. And from the first whistle, um, you know, it's one of those things, obviously, in, in the modern game and the, the Sky Sports era, Paul, and all of that, we, there's so much conversation about statistics and, and possession. And, and we know all the numbers and everything. But... 
at the end of the day, for Portadown, it came down to, for me, the difference in the two goalkeepers. You know, um, Carney, Carney cut out the danger when it mattered. And for me, Devlin, it was two kind of moments of indecision, I suppose, that led to the Portadown chances. You know, we probably didn't create a whole lot from open play, but it was two mistakes from Larne. And we took those two chances really well. So for all the passing and moving and tactical, technical stuff, if you're going to make mistakes, you know, Lee Bonus and Young Ben Guy there, they had to be there. They have to be putting them under pressure and then taking those half chances. And that's really what we did last night. Um, as well, the first 10 minutes of the second half, I thought, flip, here we go. Lauren came out really quickly. But sort of after that, then they settled and they weren't, they were passing and moving as well. I don't know if they thought maybe, well, this is 2-1, it's ported down, we might have the game sewn up here. But um, they kind of stopped playing at that stage. And as we made our substitutions, we came back into it more and more, Neil. Yeah, absolutely. I did say last night, the longer this goes on at 2-1, I, I felt Portadown would get a chance. And long and behold, we did. And thankfully, you know, it went in. Um, we pounced on two indecisive moments, as you said, you know, from Connor Devlin, who, to be fair, I think on his day is the best keeper in the Irish League. I think he's superb. Um, and like you said already, Lauren had most of the possession and there's a lot of tippy-tappy stuff, you know, technical football, and they're a very good side. But I, I, again, I, I just sort of felt with Lauren that they might dominate a lot of games, but it seems to be maybe near the end of games at times to get a wee bit lax and then... Because of that, there's a chink in the armour. And I sort of thought, you know, if Portadown get one chance here, I just felt we could do it. And thankfully we did. And it's a great point in the end. Uh, I was thoroughly delighted with it. Um, and I, I think anyone before the game, if you'd have been offered a draw, they'd have your hand off it. Um, because I think it's a, a fantastic result there, especially given on that pitch at the start. Dylan Motley Henry, you know, he was, he's like lightning. He was like playing like his namesake, Terry Henry. He was so fast I'm not right-hand side, and uh, eventually, like, Eamon Scannell, you know, it, it took him a while. I saw the interview with Tippy as well, and it said it took him a while, you know, didn't panic, and eventually sort of seemed to get him more under control, but Lauren, um, yeah, they they made a couple of mistakes, and thankfully, we pounced on it, and that's a point that I think as well, it shows the team are there's a bit of grit and determination, because it's easy to go to the likes of Lauren or Colerain, or Limfield, or Crusaders, and get spank and or if you go or down one early doors you know for the heads drop but they showed bottle character and determination last night and i'm i was really really chuffed going home really really chuffed i thought it was an excellent draw yeah there's something to be said for us i just think overall we play better against better teams bigger and better teams you know possibly we play better against more technically aware teams i don't know what it is but whatever the latin is for we play better against better teams. I think that should be the club motto because I don't think we have one really. So let's start. That. We need to get that embroidered into a few badges here. We play better against better teams because, you know, you can do that. We can play well and then we can go and get duffed by Carrick or beaten at home by Warren Point. And those are the big letdowns after you do play well. But do you know what? Two points on the road this week. Very, very happy. You know, would have been chuffed with one. I'm over the moon with two. Um, especially Paul with Carrick drawn against Linfield last night. Um, Dungannon not playing. Warren Point getting beaten. That's our group of four that we have to, to uh, finish in the top of that group of four, really. Yeah, and nothing to be ashamed about getting stuffed by Carrick away. I was wondering when we were going to talk about that. 
Are you, we, are you we, from Carrick Fergus as well, Paul? I am, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, all the Carrick Fergus boys here. Look at the smiles. <laughs> no, do you know what it was? The reason, I think the night of that game, we had a we had a live game on Sky, actually. I can't, I can't remember what game it was now. Maybe Crusaders Coleraine. Mm. And we were doing that because there was a full program of matches. We were doing the score updates. And obviously, Portadown took the lead from memory, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Portadown took the lead. And, of course, we've seen that come up on the screen. I've had to say that. I was like, oh, here we go. And then next thing, it's 1-1, one, 2-1, one, 3-1, one, I couldn't believe it. So uh, it was a yeah. case of four one open brackets f o u r close brackets. It was one of those. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. it was just um, for me that that was a that was a lovely result. Obviously, not so much for Porter Down, but nice result because over the years, like certainly when I started out doing Sports Sound with Radio Ulster, mm. when I was covering Porter Down, I loved going to Porter Down mm. because you were like there were players, of the quality when I like when I first started, I did my first report on sports time when I was 17 so Vinnie Arkins and Gary McCutcheon were still up front and yeah. you know then Kevin Branagh Gary Hamilton you know you all these players Michael Collins they, it was Portadown were brilliant to watch under Ronnie McFall such a physical team mm. uh, and you know it was just great to see Portadown doing well at that time so that's why it was um, it was a nice result because yeah it looks 4-1 looks good against um against a club like that but um yeah there's some good days watching those uh those ported down team so um i remember Neil, one Neil I was talking neil's rage in there that you're giving carrick the big build-up here paul I can <laughs> <see it in laughs> he hates it i can tell look at it he's in his uh, he's in his ported down title winning kit there and he's um he's fuming um yeah. longing for the good old days but yes indeed Indeed, I. You know what? While we're on that, there today, I'm wearing the '95, '96 title-winning home shirt, and I may give a shout out here to my dad because if I don't, he'll be on the phone. So I had this shirt hooked out. Obviously, it's uh, not mine; it's my dad's because my shirt from back then would have been—I don't think it'll fit me now. But harking back to the good old days, and I was listening to the Rembrandts on the way. Way up the road earlier on the car, because that was always played at Shamrock Park back then. And it just reminded me of uh, the smell of cigars from the old stand. So, yes, here we are. <laughs> and is it, is, it, is, it just the, is it just the top or is it the full kit? You know, you like a full kit. Oh, the shin pads on as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your other arm there, Neil. Have you got a captain's armband on too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure oh, we sorry, are. On, on that bed. Uh, Subject of kits, obviously, Dave, you've been uh, winding our kit manager up uh, quite a lot of the past few weeks. What did you make last night? We wore the purple kit for the first time this season, as I was advertising last week. Listen, I'm trying to, I was trying to avoid the subject of kits this week, to be perfectly honest, but what I honestly think the white kit's getting burnt because. As soon as we ran a sauce running out in purple last night, it actually gave me more confidence. I sort of thought purple kit potential here tonight. So I don't usually feel that when we're wearing the white kit. So I think white kit, let's get a burn. Let's just use the purple kit every week. On the subject of kits again, uh, I'm throwing this out there. I think I said to you last night, uh, if the powers that be are listening to this show, I want a yellow and red away kit. Make it happen. All right. Like the good old days back in the 80s. Yeah. 
In the good old days, Ronnie was just the powers that be. He was just all the powers that be. If he wanted a yellow kit, you would have had a yellow kit. Like. I think we should have a yellow kit again. I had one the season we got relegated there in 2017, but it was actually a really nice kit. So if anyone's listening, yellow kit, get on it. Yeah, Neil, just before we, I presume, move on to talk about uh, this week's matches, um, obviously the Player of the Month these days is sponsored by We Are Ports. And it hasn't been announced yet, but Adam McCallan won the Player of the Month for January. So congratulations to Adam. We'll get him his trophy as soon as we can. Closely followed by Stephen Taggart, Greg Hall and Lee Bonus. It was one of the closest ones ever, but congratulations, Adam. I thought he had an excellent January in there, you know, coming in, not having played a whole lot and then coming in beside Paul Finnegan and just he seemed to be able to deal with most things really well. So congratulations to him. Yeah, I would second that. In fact, last night I thought he was outstanding as well. He put his body on the line uh, on plenty of occasions. So, yes, well done, Adam. So, moving on, this weekend coming, we have another big fixture against one of the the better sides, so to speak. This week we have Cliftonville at home uh, at Shamrock Park, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Paul, what are your thoughts on Cliftonville this season? Are you, do you think they're in the round where they should be? Should they be a bit higher? I think I think they're in that stage at the moment where they're just not quite finding the consistency. I mean, every season you get the teams that are hovering sort of around that mid-table that maybe just struggled to, to put the consistent run together. I saw them against Glenavon live uh, back in December, and I thought they showed glimpses. They showed glimpses of what they're capable of. I think they've. <laughs> I know that lots lots being talked about the the swap deal with Glenn Torren and Conor McMenamin and Paul O'Neill. Um, I think Paul O'Neill, I mean, as he he showed last night with a with a good finish, he, he he's perhaps you know really surprised at that because he, he's been talked up a lot. He's well thought of, <clears throat> excuse me. So he's I think that's a, they've made a really good sign in there. Even though Glenn Torren have too, obviously Conor McMenamin's been a a really good player for Cliftonville. So. They've um, they haven't lost out too much. It's sort of almost like for like, but but O'Neill has got a, a promising future and could could end up scoring a lot of goals. The, the, you know they've been so used to Joe Gormley down the years scoring the goals, obviously Liam Boyce as well, but mainly in in recent years Gormley and and his injury troubles and stuff like that have have caused some some problems. Um, that, you know that any team would miss a a fit and firing Joe Gormley. Um, but but Cliftonville, you you know what you're going to get. They're going to be competitive. They are going to try and get the ball down and play. Um, but again, you, they're hard to predict. Yeah. Dave Joe Gormley is obviously out. He's injured. He has a habit of scoring plenty of goals against Portadown. Are you glad he's not playing? That being said, they do have more than adequate replacements. McRobin, uh, Curran, etc. etc. What what. How do you rate our chances this Saturday? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we've only played four home matches this season and we're about to go into a run here of five home matches in a run. Five home matches in a row and then we're away at Coleraine and then we're twice at home to Glenavon in a week. So the next couple of months is actually potentially going to be really good fun, you know? Um, yeah, that's... That, I, well, we'll talk about the Glenavon doubleheader at some stage. I'm getting excited thinking about that. It's a bit like an American. It's a bit like an American end of season series or something. You know, world 
the Mid-Ulster World Series or something like that. <laughs> anyway, back to this week. Um, I always fancy us at home to, you know, not be beaten. Um, and we've seen it this season. We've drawn a Balamina, narrowly beaten by Linfield, drawn with Crusaders. At home, it's it's a different ball game uh, than going away and playing on 4G pitches and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, Cliff and Villa are a little bit up and down. They've got quality players on their team. Um, O'Neill's been brought in there. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, uh, there's, we've nothing to fear in the league. We can we can play well against the top teams, and we can play badly against some of the bottom teams. So for me, Cliff and Villa are up there, top half of the table. Um, I think um, we've nothing to fear in the game. You know, we're we're coming into a little bit of of form, I suppose. Um, so first and foremost, goalkeeper playing well, resilient defence, and you can build from there. We've got, you know, I don't know, is Adam Sally suspended this week? That, that I don't know by being sent off last week. Is he? Is it a one match or what is it? Does anybody know? I don't know. I assume it'll be a, a straight red. It'll only be one up. It'll be, well, it'll not only be one, but because it wasn't violent conduct, so... Might have been. I don't know. I, I think he's going to be potentially on a three-week ban, is he? Don't know. But anyway, so, you know, we've still, we've got Lee Bonus, we've got Stephen Murray, and young young guy limped off last night. He, he was limping heavily, limping heavily at the end, but hopefully he, he can get that sorted out. Um, we've nothing to fear. Cliftonville come to Shamrock Park, you know, we could we could beat them, no problem. Um, if we turn up and play to the best of our ability, we could definitely get a result, yeah. I do believe this weekend, and obviously, you know, thinking of ourselves, I think if we could get a win, it would be brilliant. Uh, Carrick, if my memory serves me correctly, are playing away to Crusaders. And then uh, Dungannon, I think Dungannon and Born Point are playing each other on Tuesday next week as well. Uh, and then Carrick are playing Glenavon too. So there's the opportunity there to maybe, if a couple of results went our way, that and we got a few points on the board that we could. We we're obviously third bottom at the minute, joint with on 11 points with Dungannon, but it would be good to. You, you said it last week, Dave, you don't want to finish in the bottom two because nobody can say, oh, you've only stayed up because of a technical and all that nonsense. I agree, I want out of the bottom. Well, I know technically we're not in the bottom two at the minute, but. Carrick obviously have a couple of games in hand. And I, I think if we were to get a win on Saturday and hopefully a couple of results go our way, you know, we'd sort of put us on the on the right path. Um, so following Cliftonville, uh, we have another home game, as you said, this time against my best enemy, personally, Glen Torn. Uh, it's always been a, a feisty fixture over the years. Paul, um, what's going on with the Glens this year? I mean, a lot of people tipped them, you know, to be up, you know, fighting for the title alongside Linfield. And it just hasn't worked out that way for them this season. Obviously, you know, they won the Irish Cup last season. What do you what do you think of them at the minute? Or do you think they're underperforming? Should they be a bit higher? Like, you know, what, what how, how do you rate their season so far? Yeah, I think I think they've just. Um, I, I suppose the first thing to caveat it with is that this is the, probably the most unusual of all seasons. So I guess it's no surprise that you know, some clubs maybe have, we don't know, you know, behind the scenes circumstances involving COVID or all that kind of stuff. And it's the same for, you know, for all clubs, but it is a bit of an unusual season in that way. So 
Um, it's been difficult to predict. I've been surprised. I saw Glenn Torren against um, against Carrick on the on the live stream a couple of weeks back, and I think I think on another night Carrick could have got something from that game. Uh, it was Glenn Torren did surprise me with the, the amount of quality on the pitch uh, that they had. Um, that they just didn't seem to be quite clicking. I haven't seen I haven't seen enough of them live to to know, but I think um, again Glenn Torren you just associate with. Being this massively successful club, and um, every you know they've showed signs of trying to get back up to up, up to those levels with the Irish Cup win, as you mentioned. But yeah, they, they'll they'll be disappointed with this, the way the season's gone. You just look at the league table, and people expect to see Glentoran up there. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, it'll, it's definitely I don't know. Do you think the the rivalry between Portadown and Glentoran is still as as tasty these days? Uh, I don't know. It's obviously such a, a changeover and turnover of players over the years. Um, that, but that that's the kind of game that could potentially just, uh, you know, if they get a a couple of wins, it just takes a couple of wins to get a run together. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just really surprised that they they have struggled as much as they have this season. Yeah, I obviously don't know numbers, but for the reputed figures of money that they're paying the players and. You know, they're a complete full-time staff right there from from the goalkeeper to the manager to the kit man. You know, it's a whole, it's that sort of full-time revolution that's slowly coming. Lauren and then Glentoran and I think Linfield coming with that probably next season. Um, you just expect Glentoran to be far higher up the table. Um, and it, it comes down to it again, it's like the Lauren thing. You can train all the week and be full-time and work on all the technical stuff and set pieces, but... If you make mistakes or if it doesn't happen on a Saturday, it doesn't happen. Paul, I, I think the rivalry is still there. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's lingering from the Ronnie McFall era. Um, because that's obviously when it was at its height. But we played them in the Irish Cup last season at the Oval, and it was definitely there. There was there was a lot of excitement with the supporters on the bus and the numbers who travelled that day. And I think I'm just expecting a humdinger, you know. We've we've been there at cup quarterfinals and important matches on it's Tuesday night that match, Neil, is it? Tuesday night, half seven, yeah. and it's live on BBC, yeah. Oh, very good. So it's under the lights, it's a Tuesday night. The weather probably will be cold and a little bit misty. And I know it's a bit romantic, but you know, I'm hoping for a four three quarter down to come out on top. Lee bonus with the fourth goal. Um, just good tackles, a good end-to-end match. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm more excited by this than the Cliftonville match, really. And I can even tell by my own excitement, you know, the rivalry is still there. I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. Um, and with nothing to fear from Glintour neither. They're obviously, they're packed full of quality players. They've got a manager there who's kind of been around the world. And um, listen, I don't know, Kim was saying this, obviously... In social media, he gets nicknamed Mad Mick and all this kind of stuff. He, he, he's, a, he's a bit of a character. He comes out every week in the paper and says something that's perceived to be a little bit on the edge or a little bit over the line or controversial or something. So that all plays into it as well. It's that's it's a whole new thing there, the Glen Torn thing, and it's it's exciting and fun, and I hope we absolutely duff him on next Tuesday. <laughs> I love that, by the way. I love the fact that he does come out and, and says so much because our league has always had characters mm. and, and character 
there's you know characters help rivalries you know when it gets a bit robotic at times you know that's no fun for anybody is it so i'm glad to, i'm glad to hear you feel that rivalry still intact and still going strong because that we all love rivalries that's what you like as football fans yeah. and someone someone like mick mcdermott um you know he's he, yeah he's really good for the league i think he, he just comes out and says it how it is he'll throw the cat amongst the pigeons wind up a few people and yeah. you know it's just great entertainment yeah i think i think he is a wind-up merchant to be perfectly honest it's those you know some of those top managers, Tech Mourinho, for example, it's all about mind games, isn't it? It's all about trying to wind the other team up in the week leading up to the match. And um, I think McDermott does that quite well. It gives us all a bit of a laugh reading the Sunday Life anyway. My favourite Mick McDermott quote was before the County Anthem Shane final when he lambasted the County Anthem FA and called them dinosaurs. That is my personal favourite. <laughs> tickled me at the time like I really <laughs> I really did enjoy that uh, for me the rivalry against Glenn it's still there um, I know a boy also from Carrick funnily enough and uh, he's a massive Glen man and he was saying to me that he was busting for Portadown to get promoted because obviously they've got their local rivalry with Linfield and they always will but he said after that he goes the rivalry with Portadown he goes it's just brilliant it, like, and Glen, Glen Torn he had Portadown and it's, it's that bikes for Versa like, and I mean the Glen Torn game's the first fixture I always look for on the, the fixture list I know obviously we're playing at home this week but the, the Oval's my favourite away ground as well I love going to the Oval like you said the cup game last year it wasn't without controversy I mean every Portadown Glen Torn can be there Years that there always seems to be something, especially when Mickey Collins is playing. But maybe get on to that another day. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. As you said, the TV cameras will be there. You know, the floodlights will be on. Fingers crossed the weather doesn't hamper a bit because obviously in the round Craig Adams been getting hit pretty bad with with uh, the ice at the minute. So I'm sure the grounds will not have his work cut out. But yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to what hopefully will be a really good game. And fingers crossed. Um, Three points reported down, and I know you mentioned Lee bonus there scoring. Uh, that would go down a trick just like last night. Lee, you are my representative for Porter Down in my fantasy football team, so please keep scoring and get me more points because I have slid down the league yeah. somewhat over the past couple of months. So get me back nope. up to the no pressure, Lee. No pressure. no pressure, no pressure. Still a young lad. Let's keep him grounded. But you know, I suppose what, you know the, the one disappointing thing with Cliftonville coming and Glentoran coming is that stadium won't be full of supporters because you know Portadown supporters haven't been newly promoted. We've got to some home matches this season, but you know that's a huge disappointment. Um, and those nights are much better when there's a massive crowd in there and there's plenty of singing and gihoan and all of that. Um, but it's, it's never quite the same watching it at home. But it is what it is. And I think we'll enjoy those matches regardless and hope that for some matches towards the latter part of the season, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to have some supporters back in the stadium. Because for me, you know, we can talk about football and all aspects of it, but without supporters being there, you know, what is it really? And uh, so I suppose my thoughts to to all supporters in the league who can't come out and, and watch your team at the minute, you know, I really, really hope we can get those back in as soon as possible because it creates the atmosphere. It creates different dynamics. It puts teams under pressure. It puts referees under pressure. And uh, we hope to see that as soon as possible. 
Um, but two good matches coming up this week. Looking forward to them, Neil, at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like we've already touched on, it's a good opportunity to, to show what Port Iron are made of. You know, they've on the back of a couple of good results there and also, obviously, the result against Crusaders there a few weeks ago. But we, we do need to get a couple of wins on, on the go here. And especially with such a run coming up of, of plenty of home fixtures, I would like to think that we, we can get some points on the board. Paul, um, you touched there about it being unprecedented times. You know, obviously, there's there's no fans allowed at the minute. You've been over with Sky covering um, a number of games. Uh, not Port Iron, by the way. If there's any chance you could maybe make it to Shamrock Park. But um, you're obviously covering a, a lot of games at the minute. Um, what do you make of the Irish League in general at the minute? You know, what do you think of the product itself and, and everything that's been going on? I wish they did listen to me when it came to that. Everyone thinks I had something to do with Carrick on last night. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> no, no input in the decision-making process. Um, no, the, the league is good. I, I love... The league is, you know, it's 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 got quality, as, as we've seen with people like Stuart Dallas, and, and I could list many others who move across and play in full-time football. So the quality's there. It's trying to nurture it, and it's trying to improve the surfaces, the facilities, the coaching, all of that kind of thing. And that has... That has all come on leaps and bounds but at the same time we don't get away from the fact that it is it is an honest league you know it's a lot is made about the tackling in the league over the years and, and has been done that's just a it's a great part of football when you when you see a crunching challenge go in and it's it's tough but it's fair but you know both players get up and get on with it and and so it it doesn't go away from that too I know it's it's sort of cliched but that that's an that's an enjoyable part of football for me as well so I think the um I think the league is in a good place and, and it can only go from strength to strength. You're saying it, I think, to echo something Gareth Hannah said last week about, um, you know, even all the clubs with um, in these unprecedented times with the streams and, the, you know, on and off the pitch, the work going on is impressive. And it, it's just a case of keep going with that, keep moving in the right direction because, yeah, it, it's, it's just great to see. I mean, we're seeing the league showcase like never before. There's, you know, a lot of live games between the BBC and Sky and 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 the streams, the streaming, and and so we're we're seeing more of it. And yeah, to me, it can only be a good thing. And you know, long may it continue. When you read down Twitter, Paul, sometimes you see the odd English person or the odd Scottish person has maybe discovered watching the Irish League on Sky for the first time. Maybe if you know if their team's not playing, they're tuning in and watching a match like that. And I think they're. I think they think it's it's an interesting and exciting kind of league and you know um it may be not technically as good as you know the premier division in England for example but it's it's an enjoyable thing to watch because there's always plenty of goals there's always plenty of hustle and bustle and uh I I always have a little smile when I see people from uh, across the water commenting and saying oh I watched an Irish league match in Sky last night it was really good and um, and that makes you a little bit proud of the league as well. Yeah, I, th- I think so because I mean everyone will have their own opinions of of what they like about football. Whether you know whether that's the Premier League, whether that's you know non-league, whether it's you know League One, League Two, Irish Premiership, Scottish, you know whatever it may be, people will some people just enjoy a good game of football sometimes. And I think you've probably got you get good and bad games in every league in the world. So we, we've you know you just need to look at the I mean who. Good luck to whoever has to decide goal of the season in the Irish Premiership, by the way, for this season, because you, you know that in itself that shows the qualities there. You know some of the goals that have been scored. So yeah, you will get 
you will get bad games, you will get good games. Um, you know, for, for me, that Crusaders Lauren game a couple of weeks ago was it was just great to see that because again we're trying to showcase the two of the two of the top three currently and and it, it lived up to it a couple of great goals you know again that competitive edge um you know penalties given penalty appeals you know both teams really really wanting to win so it, it can it, you know it can be a good thing it, it does make you feel proud when you when you see an entertaining game and and uh, people enjoy it, but, but uh, I do also like the, you know, the quirky side to it as well. I don't think people uh, within the league take themselves too seriously either. So, football is it, it's to be it's to be enjoyed. Everyone should enjoy it, and so the quirky side of it is also good. But the quality is there too. So, I, I just um, yeah, I, I just I love the league, and I think um, I'm not the only one, but it's it's just a it's just a really entertaining league. And we don't have VAR to deal with, and that's a positive. <laughs> yeah. Paul, um, you're chatting there about uh, entertaining games in the Irish League and you know how it's very quirky and stuff. Obviously, we have chatted about a certain port down game that you covered back in the day for Radio Ulster, a certain port down Dungan and Swift game. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. I don't know if you... Do you both remember that game? That... Oh, yes. I don't know. I don't oh, know yes. what you uh, three. Uh, well, listen. It obviously, didn't go the right way for Portadown. Three, three, two. Dungannon from memory. I think Portadown had three players sent off. Frankie Hiles was the referee, and I think it possibly was um, John John Convery was one of the ones yep. sent off. He did. Michael Collins he was. was definitely one of the ones sent off. Obviously, <laughs> no, no shot there. But I think uh, yeah, it, it boiled over a bit, didn't it? And I think Portadown even equalised with eight men at one point. That's why it was just. It was just a surreal game. And I, we we I did, know, you're right. I don't know whether I, at the time, I was just attracting games full of violence, but I think it was like there was that game, it was on the edge, and there was uh, <laughs> there was Newry Larn in the Irish Cup that had to be abandoned because of a brawl. Referee just walked, Raymond Crangle just walked off the pitch and left them, left them to it on the pitch. And so the, there's been some, there's been some interesting games down there, but that, for, for pure entertainment and pure incident you couldn't take your eyes off that port down dungannon game um so that that'll always be one one ports game that sticks in the mind yeah well i think the referee definitely took his eyes off at that day some of the questionable decisions that went against us that day but no you're right like john Conry got sent off kanye got sent off mickey collins got sent off and ronnie was given his marching orders as well right. and as you yeah. said Aaron Baker uh, scored an equaliser with only five minutes to go when we were eight men, but then Dungannon nicked it in the last minute and won 3 2. Neil, could you do something for me? Could you say questionable again there and look to the side the way you did it? <laughs> I don't even realise you did it. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You love that when you watch this back, I must admit. Listen, <laughs> uh, fellas, um, obviously. Paul, you have a, a hectic schedule. I do believe you have the Chelsea manager waiting for you after this. Um, we, we, uh, do we want to keep him waiting? Maybe we should want to keep him waiting. Um, I just want to say... To go and ask Thomas Tuchel about Barnsley in the cup. <laughs> okay. Thomas, listen, I'm sorry. Poor down preview show gets priority. Uh, Paul, I just want to say, um, as we wrap up here, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, we understand you know, you've, you've, you've a hectic schedule and Hopefully, all being well, we'll see you at uh, Shamrock Park soon. Um, thank you very much for coming on board. It's been an absolute blast speaking to you. Thanks, Paul. Dave, 
Dave, as always, thank you. And I shall be uh, hearing from you um, throughout the next coming days, I would imagine. Um, like uh, Dave mentioned earlier on, um, for anyone that's either new to listening or watching, questionable. If anyone's for anyone new um, or regular um, listeners or viewers, um, like and subscribe. We are Ports TV channel. As I said last week, they have some magnificent content, uh, all the latest news, post-match interviews, and obviously um, the highlights of the game. So check them out on YouTube, Spotify, and all the various social media platforms. But uh, that being said, as always, Dave, thank you. Paul, it's been a blast. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, let's see Matthew Tipton on Soccer AM again soon, by the way. Let's see some more of those skills on the side sideline. That's a wee challenge for him there. Maybe on Saturday we'll see that. Anyway, bring on Cliffenville. What a week ahead. And the glance. Don't forget the glance. <laughs> right. Cheers later. Thank you. Enjoy, guys. Cheers. Thank you.